sort of a, a negative attitude towards like praying for business or praying for money or whatever. And I'm not saying like, you know, name it and claim it, but um, in the Old Testament, plenty of times God in, increases people's flocks and their wealth. And he tells us over and over again, he wants to give us good things. And you look at the parable that Welcome to the e-commerce momentum podcast, where we focus on the people, the products, and the process of e-commerce selling today. Here's your host, Stephen Peterson. Welcome back to the e-commerce momentum podcast. This is episode 432, Torin Bellevance. You know, Torin, this is the second time I've had Torin on, but I, I reached out to him um, as because I watch, you know, over time, and I watch how people act, react, challenged, get through it, um, ups, downs. You know, you can see all that sometimes in the emotions that come through either Facebook or conversations or through other people, connections that you have. And so I watch a guy like this who's just really solid. Um, and I'm sure on the inside he's tear, torn up, you know, as any entrepreneur would be. But on the outside, he's just a solid, steady, you know, deliverer. No excuses, got to work my way through it, put your head down, do the work. And I think those voices of reason, because Steve needs to listen to those voices sometimes, are what you can fall back on. Um, or like Torrin will talk about the relationships that he's developed out there. Again, that does, that just doesn't happen by accident. It's by him putting in, sewing into others, he can get sewed into when he needs to. And um, I think there's, he gives some great advice, some really, you know, three, three things that, I, that you can do to get through these challenging times, because this is not the first challenge that you'll have, and I guarantee it's not going to be the last challenge. So by figuring it out now and working through it and pushing past it, I just think you're going to come out so much better during this, I call it a reset period. So let's get into the podcast. And welcome back to the e-commerce momentum podcast. Very excited to have a return guest. Um, and I reached out to him because I think in these challenging times, di different times, maybe different is a better word right now, um, that I think he has some great insight and, and some great advice on how to get through uh, some of these things, um, related, unrelated. Torin Bellevance. Welcome back, Torin. Hey, Stephen. Good to talk to you. Hey, good to talk to you. Um, and so let's let's get right in it. So um, Torn's story, if you want to go back and listen to it, it's in episode 258. Two years ago, Torin. That's been that long. I mean, is it crazy how time flies? Yeah, that's a lifetime ago. For sure. <laughs> yeah, it really. Well, and and what are we going to call it? COVID uh, years. Now we're going to be talking that. You know, it's like you know, it just it's amazing. We were just talking this morning, my wife and I. It's been eight weeks for us since uh, uh, this challenging time. I, I was at a friend's store yesterday who kind of opened against wishes, but he's like, Steve, we sat down for eight weeks. We did everything we were supposed to do. And I can't take it anymore. We've got to open. I just can't carry our business any longer. I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, it's pretty terrifying. But back then, we talked about what was was interesting was the importance of walking away. Sometimes you just need to walk away. Um, you're a couple of years past that. Any regrets? No, not at all. I mean, it's you know, um, entrepreneurship comes with its own challenges and stresses and um, I've got a small family of four now to support and it's all on me um, and I'm, I'm proud of the fact that my wife doesn't have to work but uh, it does put a little extra pressure on me um, 
And sometimes the topic comes up of like, if Amazon doesn't work, you know, you're going to have to go back to work. Right. And I, I understand that, but I love what I do. I enjoy it. I get up in the morning and um, most days I'm pretty motivated. And, you know, when I look back at the situation I was in, it was super toxic and I'm just, I'm glad to be away from it. And the, the community, um, the friends that I have, they might not be local, but they feel like they're, you know, right next to you. You're, you're constantly in conversation with other people who just have the same mindset and have the same, um, get excited and driven by the same things. And that's, that's hard to find, I think, uh, in the typical workplace. So, yeah. No, looking no back at that, I mean, think about that. Given today's circumstances, what would life be like for you? I know in my world, they would have brought me in to be the guy to, you know, dismantle the organizations. Okay, Steve, we need another couple hundred thousand today. We need you to do this. We need, I'd be, I'd be the cutter. That's what they bring me in to do. That's soul sucking. I couldn't possibly do it anymore. I can't, I couldn't. How about you? Um, yeah, we were, I was in e-waste recycling and, um, I guess we would be anticipating maybe some companies shutting down and liquidating assets. Yeah, this is opportunity. That still wouldn't be for, right, yeah, but, but but it's still pretty far out. I mean, right. um, things have to open up again for that to happen. So we'd probably be twiddling our thumbs for a while. We'd probably be laid off. And, and the toxicity would be worse, right, because of the uncertainty and all the challenges that come along with it. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, it was a small business and... Um, you know, that's a lot of pressure on the owner. He's got a lot of uh, pay stubs to sign. And um, yeah, the stress would have come down for sure. Well, and, and, and this is before we move on from this point. So that is really a lot because my wife's going through this now. You know, they had a big corporate uh, powwow yesterday on Zoom, <laughs> which is interesting. Um, but uh, I saw yesterday too, um, Uber laid off 3,500 people on on Zoom. So you get on those calls, you don't know what's going to happen. And that rise and fall, you know, that uncertainty, and especially because it's such, there's a real disconnect. It's not like it's human anymore because it's done over Zoom. It's not the same. Um, as opposed to you have the responsibility for four people now, um, but it's really you have to get up and you have a little more control maybe. Is that a, is that a fair statement? Yeah. And um, I think like I said, with the community, a lot of support yeah, and, yeah. you know, help. Um, it's I've not woe is me. It's woe, look out for me. <laughs> Sometimes. Yeah. yeah but cool. I mean, even if, even if uh, we're struggling and, you know, things are tough, um, I've got friends I can reach out to who are, you know, hundred percent in the same boat and can help with, you know, either help by telling me what they're doing or whatever. It's not like we're alone. Um, well, and has that helped? I mean, have you gotten to that place where, you know, like, Jesus, oh, the world's closing in on me. I, I need help. I need help. And then, boom, somebody gives you that magic answer. They whisper in yeah, your Yeah, for sure. Torrance, here's the answer. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not the magic answer, yeah. but at least, um, you know, uh, obviously, you know Gary Ray. Oh, um, I love Gary he's Ray. tremendous for that. So if I need... If How could I'm you not be inspired? Day, yeah. I, I give Gary a call and all is right in the world. Um, mm. And then... You know, I've got other friends who have shared deals with me, people who trust me, who say, you know, this is what I'm buying right now. Send me their, you know, a screenshot of their exact orders, and um, that just helps stoke the fires again, you know. It's like, if, hey, uh, do this, and this will give you that that little boost, right? That little 
little hit of turbo boost in there. Yeah. Love it. Yep. Love it. Love it. Okay. So walking away was, it was important and it's proven out. Um, and, and, well, I, I keep saying I'm going to get past that, but I, I do want to get that mindset, that toxicity, getting rid of that toxicity um, and not having that in these challenging times to me is one of the places that you got to start with. Right. I mean, like you say, if you're not positive, you can talk to somebody who is positive and that'll help you become more positive. Yeah. And it's, um, you know, it's a daily struggle. There's days where, um, on top of the world and then the next day I can wake up and, you know, that's, that's it's hourly, right? Hourly sometimes. Yeah, yeah <laughs> okay. it's true. All right. Let's talk about some of the challenges you've had over the last couple of years since we talked. And um, some are bigger and, and some are not. So let's go to the biggest one, right? So back then you had a, a newborn. Uh, you've added a, another newborn. And yep, just how, 11 weeks ago. How, congratulations. How challenging is that? Um, I think that's harder than the, the shutdown because, well, coupled with the shutdown. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's got to make it even because, more challenging. Right, because we don't have daycare for the older one now. And so we're all of a sudden responsible for, you know, both of them 24-7. But we also have to try to run a business in the midst of, you know, a constantly shifting landscape lately. Um, and, yeah, that's been difficult. We, I mean, I love it. love my kids. And yeah. it's been nice to spend that time with them. Yeah, I wonder, you know, coming out on the other side of this, is this going to be the time you, you treasure the most because you've gotten to experience so much. I mean, you're, you're getting every minute of it, right? I mean, it's, you know, Torin, help, you know, something's going on, right? I'm sure that that happens 20 times a day, um, that you might not be able to participate in all that. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I know now that I'm like in the moment, I'm stressed to the moon most days, but, um, I think, you know, hindsight is, usually rosier that's where that's how nostalgia develops right i think we'll look yeah, back yeah. at this time with uh kind of rose colored glasses and remember when we were stuck inside and we got through it it's not the the stress won't be there anymore we'll probably look fondly at it hmm. all right so we move along and you know you're a big pl guy um you had some not major challenges with pl but you had to navigate that moving pl right that's not the same when you started versus now, especially, but you had to dodge and weave a few times. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, and I mean, I, I also, you know, I do, I, I do the, I have the private label brand. And um, when I was on your show last, I talked about how I, I didn't really feel totally comfortable leaving my job because um I was so narrow. I had the I had a couple products that were doing really well, but um, you know, products have a life cycle, and hmm. there's no saying how long those are going to last. So, um, I really started to do more online arbitrage and started to branch out a little bit to uh, diversify. <clears throat> um, but the private label has done well. We've had no major issues until recently, and. It's funny because I've been doing a lot of arbitrage, but this year, you know, I, I, I got ramped up and ahead enough that I said, okay, it's time to focus back 
on the private label, start to build that out. And I was actively um, not sourcing arbitrage for a couple of months prior to COVID and just focusing on trying to bring new products to market and doing product research, talking to my uh, sourcing agent. And our sales are going up and up and up. Um, you know, we hit a, a record day for the for the quarter, a record day on March 10th. Uh, we sold 262 units. And then, of course, March 11th, World mm. Health Organization um, calls COVID a pandemic. And then March 13th, Trump gets on and uh, declares a national emergency. And then, our, you know, we go from selling 250, 260 units a day down to 50, 40, 30. Jesus. 14, 17. What's going through your head at that point? What's going through your heart? What's, I mean, did you all of a sudden, I mean, this is awful to say, this is what I would feel like. I failed. I mean, it it just failed. No, you know, I felt, I, I looked at it positively. I said, you know, I'm at least thankful that I don't have employees. Mm -hmm. I don't have warehouse space, very low overhead. I've got a lot of inventory. Um, I've got, a decent amount of arbitrage and wholesale inventory that we'll sell through. And remember, this thing started as 15 days to slow the spread, right? Right, right, yeah. Um, two months It's over ago. by now. We're going to be back. Everything's yeah. going to be great. The sun's coming out, so it's going to kill everything. You'll be back. Right. And so it was hard to, it was kind of hard to operate, too, in that uh, landscape because, you know, there were opportunities at that time, but by the time I bought them and got them to FBA or got them listed merchant fulfilled, who knows, you know, how good they're even going to be because it's only going to be 15 days and then things will go back to normal. But after a couple of weeks of that, I said, geez, I really got to do something else because, um, this is not going away anytime soon. So it's perspective, right? So, I mean, you took stock of what you had. So like you didn't go down the emotional, I failed, like I would. You just took stock of what you had, where you were, and said, hey, okay, you know, luckily, smartly, I invested in these other things, and I have this and that. Um, when, when you sit back and you think about it now, was your diversity into online arbitrage preparing for this? Not this, but an, an eventuality that things are going to get outside your control? Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, that's how I started was, um, well, I started in thrift stores and retail arbitrage, but um, having that skill set, definitely, it, I, I guess the, the big thing about arbitrage that it has over private label is number one cash flow, mm-hmm. right? And, it, and a lot of people are learning this now, especially the people who are taking advantage of the... Um, the unprecedented opportunity that Merchant Fulfilling has right now, mm-hmm. right? Because you can go into a store, spend $1,000 on a hot item, list it while it's in your cart, and before you check out, half of those things could be sold. Remember those um, days way back? That was what it used to be like normally. Right. So this yeah. is really <laughs> unusual to get back here again. Yeah, it's almost like Q4 for, mm-hmm. for certain products. Um your cash is back in hand, and if you've got a newer account, you can get um, you can get those early disbursements. But um, you can't do that with private label. I mean, you're buying a container of products, you're paying, you know, putting thirty percent down. Unless you have terms, you're putting thirty percent down, 
uh, 70% when it ships, you got another 30 days, finally gets to Amazon, start selling, and you start getting some of that cash back. Um, but then you got to order a new container pretty soon. Uh, with arbitrage, you can turn your money like, like no other business. Um, so there's that, and I think that's why they're so complementary. And then there's also the ability to pivot, right? So my private label brand was obviously affected by the shutdown, but I immediately can go into whatever category I find to be appealing at the time, put my money there, and flip it on Amazon. And to, to be able to do that is um, it's incredibly valuable in times like this. And, and I would say these larger organizations can't move the machine. Being small and nimble in this kind of environment, is that, is that something that, you know, keeps you in check um, when you do think about expanding and getting bigger and getting bigger and getting bigger, um, and then you get in check? Is this, is this one of those reset moments to sit back and say, hmm, I want to be careful what I ask for? Um, a little bit. I mean, I, you know, I, I've, like I said, I was actively, you know, kind of shedding arbitrage and taking a break from that to, to focus more on a brand in a niche that was severely affected by this. I mean, we're talking, we're down like 75, 80%. Um, and had I doubled down and put all my money there, and I mean, granted, long term, it's a good growth yeah, move, right. but uh, short term, yeah, I would have been sweating. Um, so I think it's been good. Uh, and yeah, it does keep me in check a little bit, especially when it comes to, like I said, adding employees, getting warehouse space. I mean, those things are great, and they allow you some room to really blow up. But at the same time, when things are difficult, um, that overhead needs to be paid for. Yeah, that's a, and it's, it's definitely, when you're responsible for other people too, that, that's one of the things. Now, you were smart to get in, you're in Todd Ferguson's uh, warehouse, right? In his prep company, you use him for some services? Yep, Todd's a, a good friend of mine. He's, He's been great phenomenal. Guy. Great guy, great company, and a whole bunch of people use him for exactly that. The, do you feel the responsibility, let me ask you this, this is an honest question. Do you, do you feel responsible in some ways for helping them get through this, or um, when you're not sending inventory, do you feel responsible for not helping? I mean, you know what I mean? Is, is that a weird, weird question? Yeah, absolutely. No, it's not a weird question. I do. I, I mean, I, I appreciate so much what they do for me. Um, hmm. I told Todd when the whole thing happened, I've got some wholesale inventory um, staged at his warehouse, and we store that. Um, until we need it and trickle it in. And I said, listen, if you know, if you guys are hard up for work, you can go ahead and um, pre-label all of my wholesale inventory and I'll pay you to do it oh, just dude, to keep your so guys awesome. busy. God, and then that's ship that's it in what it. you want. That's amazing. Yeah, he didn't take me up on it and it, it really worked out well for him, but he's in a very, very small town and um, very small town, very rural. And, uh, yeah, I felt um, absolutely concerned, but uh, it worked out, and they, you know, they've been busy. They've been merchant. But that's awesome what too. you just talked about. You know, hey, I'm giving you a B plan, Todd. You know, just in case. I mean, hey, take me up if you need it. But if you don't, that's an awesome thing to do, Torn. I really appreciate that. I mean, it's just that's the way life's supposed to be. Mm. Yeah, Todd's like Todd's like family. I mean, I consider him 
really, really close. And I obviously concerned about, um, you know, the workers, like I said, who handle our stuff and really take care of us because not having that coming into the house anymore is, uh, priceless really yeah and it gets you through times like this right when times are great and you just say oh this is awesome and we're doing it but now you know these challenging times not having that responsibility really gets you to focus and keeps you laser focused right your your time when you're putting it in a business you have to be focused. you got a baby you got to get back there right and you got uh, the other little one running around so you've got to focus and so having that um the other thing too and i think is important is that if todd goes out of business you know, then you're not in trouble, but you, you know, you're challenged again, right? So it's important that you support your vendors. I just, I really appreciate that. Um, I hope people hear that and think about reaching out to those people. You know, it's kind of the, the restaurants, right? You know, buy a gift card from your favorite restaurant to keep them in business kind of thing. It's really kind of the same concept. Give them some work so they can stay in business. Important. Like it. All right. So you, you started talking about the inbound category that you're in, the slowdown. I mean, for us, it was like a faucet that turned, you know, three quarters off. I mean, we, we lost 75% of our business almost immediately, our FBA business. Um, and so you, you kind of had the same experience, just a faucet uh, turning off that you, your inventory, not only could you not send it in, you also saw the sales stop, right? Yeah. Um, yes. And then a couple of weeks after the sales turned down, uh, we were hit with the extended delivery estimates. And so, um, our best selling product went from, you know, the typical two day prime to 30 days and nobody is buying something if they're not going to get it for 30 days. So, uh, a week or two after, after the real drop on the, which I mean, on my chart, it's the 13th. That's when we, the bottom, pretty much, um, there was another drop a week later when those restrictions started to hit. Um, yeah, that was, that was kind of sobering. <laughs> it's more than sobering. And again, if you financed all that inventory, which a lot of people do, you know, hey, a lot smarter people than me know how to do all that jazz. Um, those bills would be coming due, um, and that cash flow. You've seen the stories out there of the people saying, how am I going to do this? Yeah, yep. Uh, yeah, and I mean, even just, even if it's not financed, if you've got, um, you know, $100,000 in inventory that's not moving, sitting there, it's not a very good feeling. Yeah, it's a terrible feeling. And you worry, you know, is it going to get stale dated? You know, I mean, we were just talking about somebody um, who, uh, with uh, expiration dates of their food, and what are they going to do? Now, a lot of the food sold, so I mean, I, I guess it's a little bit, bit of a benefit, probably faster than they ever thought it would. But there's not everything sells. Not everybody's looking for everything, right? And so that stuff's going to come, you know, what happens there, right? That's another uh, swing at you. And then we're also faced on the other side of this thing when things ramp up again in our niche. How fast are they going to ramp up? And are we going to have the inventory to support it or are we going to go out of stock and then be struggling with that? It's, uh, it's a difficult um, 
it's a difficult area to navigate. Well, for sure. well let's talk about that. Uh, let's let's spend some time on that. What do you what you know? You're describing a really good point. Is that you know? I mean, I don't know how manufa- your manufacturer. I'm assuming overseas, um, if they're able to produce now. I mean, I assume they're back up to full bore or close to it. Um, do you gamble? You know, it's like all right when it when the faucet turns on, is it going to go fully open? And if it does, how much time do you have? Or is it going to slowly trickle? I mean. How do you navigate all that? What's your thought process? I've ordered, um, well, I, I actually, before we shut down and before things really got serious here, my factory in China was already open again. Wow. And so um, there was right after the Chinese New Year, they really began to open back up. And so I placed an order with them and I should be, they should be shipping it within the next week. Um, so that's a faith that's a, order. Yeah, a little bit, but at the time, you know, America's fine. Nothing's nothing's really uh, taking place here. You know, okay, place the order. all right. You believed what they said that it's just a you know just a little cold. The sun will come out and it'll kill it, and we'll move on. Right, fifteen days. Yeah, who doesn't want to believe that, right? Um, mm. This was before even that. Before even the we were doing the stay at home orders, and before you know. Um, 15 days to sell. So this is confidence built on last year. No, this is, this is actually a new product that I launched that began to do well. I launched it, I think, uh, either January or February and it was really starting to ramp up and I said, okay, I got to place that order. And then, you know, a week or two later, things started to get serious, but I wasn't going to cancel the order. That's, that's not right. And, um, we luckily that product's still selling all right. And it's a really high ROI product for now. So I'm not too concerned. Then I've got some U.S. suppliers who, um, another one who I had just placed an order with, I took delivery like during shutdown. I'm I'm just sitting on that for now. And then another one that um, I doubled up my order. Uh, So I am gambling a little bit. I know the product though. I've been selling it for three or four years now. So I know that, when we do normalize, it will be a good investment, but um, for now, I'm just kind of waiting. Well, as people listen to this and they're saying, wait, how can you do this? How can you do this? You already described that you ramped up your online arbitrage for a bit there that gave you fuel to keep this fire going, right? Is that kind of, it seems like that you're going, all right, let's get this fire going, get it really ramped up, boom, okay, now I can pull back from it because I got enough inventory in the pipeline, it's on its way, and if you map it out like we do, um, that'll keep me going for the next month or so, and now I can focus on back on my private label, right? Does that seem to be the kind of the path? Yeah, 100%, you got it. Well, that's a that's an amazing path. I mean, uh, when you talk to sellers, because I'm sure you get a whole bunch of people that are sitting there saying, you know, Torin, help me get into private label, help me do this. Um, you know, when you talk to Andy or any of the guys from Amazing Freedom, they'll say, wait, don't give up your arbitrage. That's like you said, it's great cash flow and it's easy. Uh, keep it going. That'll give you that fire. Is that how you're coaching people through this? Yeah, I I um, I try to my like my I've got a a family friend who is always saying he's, he works really hard. He does arbitrage. He does it all by himself and he hustles. Um, and he's always saying, Oh, I gotta, gotta get a private label product going like you. And I'm like, well, slow down <laughs> mm-hmm. because it's 
very it's costly. easy though no it's easy Torin. come on <laughs> <laughs> right um i said you, no you got to get ahead on this you got to outsource some of what you're doing now so that you can have the income because there's a when you spend those first dollars for a, a your own brand um it's a long time before it comes back and yeah i think i think arbitrage is as I said, a phenomenal opportunity as far as cash flow is concerned. You can't beat it. Um, I love how you said that. Get ahead, um, and really, it is outsourcing, right? By by time, by back time. I mean, that's really what it is. Hmm. Yeah, and oftentimes, I mean, I I hired a shipper here before we were using Todd. He moved; otherwise, I probably would have stuck with him. But um, he ships way better than I do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm all over the place, and he's Doesn't just oh, he's got one job. That's when it. you realize how bad you really were, it's awful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I got that same. Uh, I get uh, surprised by the boys that work with me every day. I'm always like, Jesus, they make it look so easy. I mean, why was it so hard for me? Um, well, we're we're you know we're juggling more responsibilities and more tasks. There's more going on in our head when you bring somebody on to ship. They have one job they've got one task yeah, scan it label focus. it ship it in yeah. well at night we were just doing mapping out our hours for the year because we've got a lot of projects and stuff and i said boys remember i need 20 hours a week for administrative and they looked at me like wait 20 hours a week i'm like yeah it takes that much to keep you know i mean there's a lot of moving pieces we have a we're in a, our toes are in a lot of different places there's that much administrative work, even just for clients in the warehouse, like Todd will tell you. You know, somebody's doing, well, in our case, we it's me. We do our own billing. We do all those. Somebody's doing all that stuff, you know, and there's a lot of work or coordinating with uh, shipping companies or setting up software or, or just managing, you know, getting hours for payroll and stuff like that. That all takes time. So you have to allocate that time. And when you can buy back time like you're describing, it's really, really valuable. Yeah. And that, that same person I was mentioning, um, he's always talking to me about um, his feedback and these cases, and I'm not sure if I got reimbursed. I'm like, hire yeah. uh, AMC professional or, yeah, somebody, just hire somebody to do that. And he's like, well, I can't afford it. <laughs> he's like, yeah, it's you peanuts. You're going to get the money back. Just stop. <laughs> I said, I've been, I've been paying Karen Locker for I don't know how many years, and I get notes from him all the time, hey, do this, that, I need this, need that. And let me tell you, it's just, it, it, it's one piece of our business I do not worry about. Love Invaluable. It. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, and it's kind of a set it and forget it. And, you know, maybe, maybe, uh, uh, I might be missing something here or there. Or I'm not staying current on the, the cutting edge stuff, but I don't care. It's like that piece of it. Okay. Boom. That segment's cavern. Let's talk about this now. So, so you've gone through some some challenge, no no different than us. Um, but your category, you know, let's face it. Like I said, if you're selling food, oh my God, you you crushed it, right? You just or you were in the cleaning category. You just had, you know, this was your frozen moment, um, you know, from back in the old retail arbitrage days, right? Where I don't care what you bought, it's just sold. Um, but if you're in a category like you or um, shoes, one of the categories I sell in, you know, your world has been adjusted um, and it's slowly recovering, but it's still nowhere near the, uh, what it was. And you pivoted and you went through it. And one of the ways you did that, you said, is by being small and nimble and then having that fuel from the on online arbitrage and that. Um, what are things that, you know, I, I always ask for three things that we could do to move forward. 
where would you start? I mean, if you're sitting there and somebody's out there struggling, they're listening to this and they're saying, man, I've got to get my business is gone or I'm struggling. I got credit card payments or I got to pay my kids baby formula. What, what, what's advice where you'd say somebody to start this improvement process, this reset moment? Yeah, I think it starts with belief. Um, I'm big on, you know, just you got to believe that you can actually do something. And that's what I've always told people who begin on Amazon. I'm like, man, you just need one win under your belt, you know, like one really good day of sales that can really show you that you can do this. And then the fires will really be stoked. So, so you, one you day just, is the eye opener that it could be more than one day. I mean, for me, it was the first sale. I, you know, I, I sold some Tybo VHSs, VHS <laughs> tapes that I bought from Salvation Army for 50 cents for 29 bucks. They sold the moment they checked in and you know, this was four or five years, five years ago, but I remember exactly where I was um, when that when I woke up. I looked at my phone and I saw that sale and I said, "Oh my God, you got to be kidding me!" And ever since then, it's just been you know full bore. But um, yeah, you got to have a win like that. You got to you got to believe that there's opportunity there. And obviously, um, you know, like I'm a man of faith. I believe in God. I think prayer because mm. God, uh, you know, says that he's a good father. He wants to give us good things. And I fully believe that. Um, and there's, you know, in some circles, there's, um, sort of a, a negative attitude towards like praying for business or praying for money or whatever. And I'm not saying like, you know, name it and claim it, but, um, in the old Testament, plenty of times God in increases people's flocks and, their wealth, and he tells us over and over again, he wants to give us good things. And you look at the parable of the talents and, mm. um, you know, manage your money wisely and invest it and put it out there and risk it a little bit and it will come back. And so I believe that. And I've prayed for our business plenty of times. And I think that that is, you know, part of the reason we've done well. And, and, and you just said that, you know, invest it wisely. It's not rolling it all on seven every single day. You know, come on, let it ride, let it ride, let it ride. No, it's it's smartly investing it. Um, putting it under your pillow is not the good investment? <laughs> I don't think <laughs> nope. so. Yeah, I think um, um, burying that one and, hey, I brought you back one. That's not so good. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, and I'm, I'm, I consider myself probably like you, um, more risk averse and more of a value buyer. So if like there's opportunities right now oh, and always Ooh, that's a to good buy at full MSRP and because there's like a, a short window of opportunity where the price on Amazon has spiked for whatever reason, maybe somebody wasn't paying attention to the listing and it went out of stock. I, I'm very hesitant to hop on stuff like Me that. Me too. Yep. Um, I want to get, you know, if I'm buying something, I want to get bare minimum 25% off. I'm not paying full price. And I really look for those opportunities that are like 60, 70 plus percent. Off. I want to get a really good deal. Um, I always remember Matt Kelly only... saying you can buy, you know, if you buy it at the right price, you could ride it all the way down to break even. That's what's cool about this business. If you buy it at the right price, like you're saying. Yep. Um, the only exception to that is obviously, uh, discontinued items, um, limited releases, hard to find items, uh, really hot items that, you know, just, they didn't produce enough, but most of the time I'm, you know, I'm considering, like you said, every product and investment, and I'm trying to get it at the 
lowest price possible and just feel safe about my money being in that product. Mm-hmm. That security helps you sleep a little better. I mean, I, like you're saying, you're taking chances, you're taking risks, you're probably up and down every hour, but there is some security in knowing. I just wrote it down, the it factor. The it factor, what you described, it's discounts or it's limited release or it's special or it's, you know, uh, crazy fad, the old pet rock kind of thing, right? That it factor. Hmm. I love it. All right, so we're talking belief, we're talking prayer. Give me a third thing that you think um, sellers, uh, where, wherever they are in their business, how they get through these challenging times. Because the challenging times aren't just this once, right? We already talked about you've had a few examples in the last couple of years. That means it's going to continue on, Tarn. I'm just going to let you know. Next year there's probably going to be a challenge, maybe the year after a challenge, right? Yeah, it's it's funny that you say that because I remember on our first podcast a couple of years ago, I said something along the lines of like, when when's the next recession? You know, it's not <laughs> it's not if it's coming, it's when. And mm. you know, we were talking about you know being a little on the frugal side and um, careful with your money and not uh, overextending yourself with debt. And um, here we are. You know, um, I consider belief in prayer to be one because there's a lot of people who don't uh, don't believe the same as us and don't, you know, um, read the word and believe that. And so, you know, belief in yourself, that's all it, all it really takes. Um, another point would be just to take action. And I, like a lot of people, I froze up for a while. Um, talk about a lot that going on. Yeah. Talk about that for a second. Yeah. You know, we had a new baby. We already weren't buying because, um, you know, things were just busy at the house. And like I said, I was, you know, trying to force myself to focus on the private label brand. <clears throat> Excuse me. But um, I froze up and I didn't know how long the opportunity would last. Like such and such an item is hot right now. Should I go buy them or am I going to get stuck with them or what? And then um, really at the end of the day, I should have taken action a lot earlier, a lot sooner and just, um, you know, gone for it. Uh, eventually well, it worked out. I know, but, but, but why? Why Go back there a second, though, because I think that's really important. You should have taken action. You here, Here's the thing. You knew what to do. You already, you're telling us later on you knew what to do because you already, when you took action, it worked, right? Why didn't you take action earlier? What was it that held you back? Because if, if you could recognize that now, you would have started earlier, right? Yeah, well, I think it's always fear. Just fear. Um, okay. And, you know, I'm seeing, you know, the private label, which is our bread and butter, disappear. And thinking, okay, well, I have so much in the bank and I have so much inventory and we should be able to ride this out for a while. But also, I'm seeing equity just drain out of my business because I'm not buying and I'm not producing new profit. Um. So it's it's both of those. So there's two. I'm thinking of a bar chart. There's they're both moving, and it it seems like they're both declining in your, in that case, right? The equity and um, your your I guess sales uh, just dropping like crazy. Both are moving. Does that? Yeah, if one it, was moving, it wouldn't be so bad, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I guess I wasn't I wasn't concerned with paying our bills. I thought you know the household would be okay, but if this if at the end of this, my business is half of what it was, it's going to be a lot of work to ramp back up and get it to where it 
you know, I want it to be. Would you have survived if it was half of what it was? Um, I think I would have. Okay. But it wouldn't have been easy. <laughs> yeah, but at least, easy. I mean, I, I think that's important to note, though. Um, because of what you've been able to figure out, you could go down, back to my Matt Kelly example, where you could ride it all the way down to break even, Steve. That's a big tool. If you could road your business, if you lost half your business, you would survive because of the frugality and the investments that you've made, right? There's there's some value there. Yeah, it would be a disaster scenario. We'd have to make some serious cuts at home, and we'd have to make some business cuts. But um, at the same time, we would have been okay. Okay. You know, we're like I said, I feel blessed that we are not in the situation that some people are in because I know a lot of people out there, you know, they either have big Amazon loans or employees or both or they didn't get the PPP um, or whatever. But uh, it's, you know, we, we could be a lot worse off, and I'm just thankful that we are where we are. Yeah, and, and we're in the same boat, and my heart bleeds for everybody else. I mean, that those examples that you use, my heart bleeds for you. I know you didn't ask for this. Nobody wants to get in this position. Um, but the words, I think you're, with that Torin, the advice, I mean, one of the reasons I wanted to have you on um, is, is solid, how you can get through it. Um, you know, believe. Back to your example, you know, you bought, kind of on faith. You already knew these products would work or you had some experience with it. You bought on faith that you can make it through there. You already know how the, all the rest of the process, that's a big advantage. You also fell back on some of your online arbitrage. You knew what to do. You had that skill set. You went back and, and uh, used it. I think there's so much power in those statements to just, do you feel, <laughs> is it humbling for you to go back and, and work in online arbitrage when you've been this big successful private label guy i haven't been a big a well, huge success but, no i understand you know, that but you know what i mean i mean look back to your friend who's the guy who's grinding it out doing the retail arm all the time right i mean that guy's grinding it out here he's sitting there admiring you and in, in your position and saying wow but then you had to i mean was it humbling to come back to that or is it reinvigorating um a little of both i mean okay. i really enjoy i i i enjoy more doing the arbitrage and, and analyzing deals than I do um, private label. Private labels, it's it's a bit of a drag, honestly. You know, product selection is not fun. You're looking at a lot of products, and there's a... It's not like you can just find a good deal, buy it, and then move on to the next thing. You know, there's development. There's a, there's a long period of steps, um, several weeks at least, that need to take place, and... Um, I'm, my attention span is pretty short. Hmm. So I do like, um, I do like the arbitrage thing and it's, it's been fun, but, um, all it's really doing now is just making up for the lost sales on the private label side. And, uh, yeah, I'd like things to, to go back to normal soon. Yeah. We've had a few people who like, Oh wait, you're doing, you're back in arbitrage, Steve. I mean, yeah. Yeah, we are. We and and I've got guys who just have that same fire that I used to have, that you used to have, Torin, way back in the day. Remember when it first started, and you just hit that lick, as they call it, right? And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh my god, this is incredible. That, and it's so neat to see it in others. And I guess I'm kind of fortunate because I can give them because we have the money to be able to fuel that, you know, and to see that with their eyes. Just it's it's very 
It's very rewarding for me. So I see it as a win also. All right, so future. What are you going to do different now? You know, because I, I call this a reset. I think you would say the same thing. It's kind of a reset. Any changes that you plan on making, if you could close out with that, kind of what you see over the next two, three, six months, year, two years? Um, you know, I think I'm probably going to uh, work more on cash flow because um, a lot of the a lot of the stuff I buy now I'm in I'm in Gade and Gary's um, tribe, right? The, amazing Freedom Tribe. Our, yeah, the Amazing Freedom Tribe, and that's become like a home for me because there's the it's a as far as Amazon groups are concerned, um, I haven't found anything that's got the same environment that they've cultivated. It's a there. tribe vibe. It it truly is. Yeah, I mean it's like family and everybody is so supportive and helpful and I mean you find a bit of that in every every paid group but I mean exponentially so in Game yeah, Gary's I group. would agree and um you know I've been through Gary's training and really learned the value of um of cash flow but now I've seen it play out so Gary <laughs> you know Gary will say it get Gary's shallow and wide. That's his whole thing. Shallow and wide. Shallow and wide. Just don't. Just buy a few of everything and buy a lot of units. You know, buy buy a lot of products, but buy just a few of it, everything, and it'll keep you safe and it'll keep your money moving. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, okay. But I like to buy deep because, like I said, I'm I'm more of a value buyer. And I think you know, Gary will say like, oh, Torin buys. He buys deep. He, he got. <laughs> He's got guts. He you got teeth. that voice. You got that voice, right? <laughs> I listen to him enough, but um, I think what people don't realize is, like, I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm only buying when it's like, I'm only buying like that when it's like seventy percent off. Yeah, you're plus, value you know? buying. Back to it, and and compare yeah. that to what you have to put down on a container coming from China. <laughs> you're yes. not buying deep at all, right? You're saying to yourself, "Geez, that was only a thousand bucks. That's nothing compared to right." I mean, it's weird that perspective. Yeah. But even still, um, you know, buying th those opportunities are not as prevalent as are the opportunities to make some some lower ROI at a faster clip. And if you run the numbers over the course of a year, you know, tying your money up for two flips a year at 100% is not going to net you as much as the same amount of money flipped, you know, 10 times a year at 50%. You're going to make yeah. way more, even 30%, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Um, I think you're right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the, the, I like buying that way, but at the same time, um, you know, I, I realize the value of cash flow, especially now when I've got, uh, quite a few products that I'm, they're trickling out, but my money's sitting there because, you know, either the categories have slowed down or the demand has slowed. Um, another the, thing, the two time flip is maybe one and a half time, right? It's not the same velocity yeah I mean it balances out but also because you know there's some things that picked up pace in all this um, it's been fun to watch the the buying patterns emerge as people stay home well, that's a predictor know? for the future right yeah I mean that's way if you're paying attention you got to be sitting there saying huh 
in the future, this could be something that, you know, I could develop now. And then if an opportunity comes along, right, when the, what, uh, go ahead, make your prediction when the next recession comes, <laughs> go ahead. You were right a <laughs> yeah, year and a half ago. <laughs> even, even, um, you know, even looking ahead uh, a couple of weeks or months, you know, we've got several weddings that were either canceled or postponed, but that's a big industry. And, Massive. um, when it comes back, they're going to be slammed. And so, you know, where's the opportunity for Amazon sellers there? You know, um, there's, there's plenty of products that people buy for weddings. Um, and, you know, sadly enough, funerals are in the same hmm. boat. You know, people haven't had memorials for their family members who have died because you can't get together right now. But <clears throat> at the same time, there's opportunity in that. Um, so I guess just, you know, being able to pivot is uh, something that I'm not I'm not going to let go of. I'm going to keep, you know, keep stay stay greased in arbitrage and um, at least stay active in that and know what I'm doing so that when another opportunity presents itself, I can take full advantage. Well, and, and you know, sit back and listen to this conversation again. I hope you go back and listen to it. Whoever who's struggling, you know, he purposefully kept his online arbitrage business going, or he ramped it up when he needed to, and it fueled him to be able to jump in this other one and give that some focus. But he also did it by buying time. He brought uh, Todd Ferguson's warehouse um, services, you know, and he paid them and he made sure that, you know, he invested in them, not just was a customer, was a good customer, right? Um, who said, hey, if you need help, I'm here for you. That deepens that relationship. So you get, you know, you're not supposed to get better service, but I'm sure you do. You know, you just get more attention, right? All those things, those intentions that you've done allow this. And to me, you know, those are the takeaways I'm going to take away from this conversation, Torin, is that uh, this isn't accidental. You know, you've got to believe, you've got to use prayer, and then you've got to take action. So, man, thank you so much. Um, congrats again on the baby, and, and I wish you nothing but success. Thank you so much. Always a pleasure. Okay. I knew that was going to be a great interview. I knew it was cool. Um, again, you know, just even Steven kind of thing, you know, just that calm, cool, collective, work your way through it. I'm Like I said, I'm sure inside he panics like everybody else, but man, he just be the rock. I'm sure his wife sits there and like says, Torin, you're a rock, you know, and that's a really important in a relationship. And to fall back on, you know, belief, prayer, and take action, those are, that's a shirt. Somebody should make a merch shirt for Torin because that's really a great way to get through life. All those things, all those relationships, all those things happen, um, are built on those. That's foundational. And uh, there's a reason he's having success um, even during these challenging times. Reach out if I can help in any way. EcommerceMomentum.com, EcommerceMomentum.com. Take care. Thanks for listening to the e-commerce momentum podcast. All the links mentioned today can be found at ecommercemomentum.com under this episode number. Please remember to subscribe and like us on iTunes.